Hey everybody, it's Gene Marks and welcome to another episode of the Paychecks Thrive Week in Review podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast where we take a few items of news from the past week or so and uh, give you a little bit of updates and analysis on it. So you're ready to go? Let's get to it. According to a report that just came out on digitalcommerce360.com, it was a pretty good week for Cyber Monday and basically e-commerce sales altogether. U.S. e-commerce sales topped $38 billion, according to Adobe Analytics. This is from the five-day stretch from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday. Um, the e-commerce projection stated that over 70 billion in digital transactions were made over the entirety of Cyber Week. Uh, comparing, uh, th- there were two basic uh, numbers that came out from both Adobe and Salesforce. Uh, Adobe said on Black Friday, sales were 9.8 billion compared to 9.1 billion last year. Salesforce said uh, Black Friday sales were 16.4 billion, up from 15 billion in 2022. And the same thing, Cyber Monday also saw increases as well. Uh, by the way, this whole Black Friday e-commerce sales number is kind of a big disparity between Adobe and Salesforce. So uh, you can't count too much when one says, $9.8 billion was cyber uh, Black Friday sales, and the other is saying $16 billion was sold on Cyber Friday or Black Friday. But the bottom line is this. They're up. It was a good, strong uh, start to the holiday season. Uh, consumer spending was up in um, November, which is good news. And uh, as we are heading through the rest of the holiday season, spending continues to look pretty strong. My expectations are that we will have a good holiday season, which is great news. But I am still concerned about 2024. And I recently wrote in The Guardian about how the consumer is going to be the biggest issue for small businesses in 2024. Uh, watch consumer confidence, small business confidence, delinquencies on credit cards, delinquencies on auto loans. Keep and pay attention to what the uh, CEOs of the major banks are saying about their consumers, as well as the CEOs of the major retailers will be saying, um, because these are the metrics and indicators that will tell us if consumer spending will stay strong or will weaken in 2024. I do have concerns about it. Uh, the consumers have been holding up the U.S. economy, contributing to like 70% of our GDP last quarter. Uh, consumer spending starts tailing off in 2024. That's going to be a big issue for a lot of small businesses. In Washington, uh, the House passed a bill that has an impact on us this past week um, before they went on recess. And by the way, this is uh, cur- for the uh, uh, per the current federal tax developments.com website. Uh, the House passed a bill before going on recess. It's called HR 5119, the Protect Small Business and Prevent Illicit Financial Activity Act. It was passed by a vote of 420 to 1. So, guys, you think there's no bipartisanship in Washington? This definitely had bipartisan support. This has to do with FinCEN's requirement on reporting beneficial ownership of your company. Um, hopefully, you've heard by now that starting in 2024, you're going to be getting a bunch of forms, complex forms, that's going to require you as a business owner, to report all of the beneficial owners in your business. And this is for any entity that you own. So, you know, if you have three, four, or five companies that you're uh, that you're part of, uh, all this beneficial ownership has got to be uh, disclosed and reported to the government. Um, and that's like some fairly um, personal information, you know, social security numbers and tax IDs and all of that kind of stuff. A lot of people are sort of up in arms about that because it is a, a big privacy concern. But then again, the government says they're doing 
willingness to protect um, against financial fraud and, and terrorism as well. Well, anyway, all of this had to be done by uh, January 1st of 2025. So you would have all of 2024 to fulfill these paperwork requirements. However, this new bill pushes back the deadline to January 1st, 2026. So it's a year later. Also, uh, if you, f- if you start a new company during 2024, the original rule was you had to report beneficial ownership within 60 days. Now they're saying that you have to report it within 90 days. So it's giving a little bit of a relief to small businesses considering the reporting requirements. I haven't seen the, uh, Treasury's rules and guidance for filling out these forms, but I hear it's quite onerous. So just be aware, uh, that that's out there that the House did pass this. Um, we'll see if the Senate passes it by the end of the year or sometime after the end of the year. It doesn't have to happen by December 31st. Um, And if it does, then uh, it'll give us an extra year to prepare for this reporting requirement. Finally, as we do all the time, uh, we get to the end of the year, people talk about tax extenders or or, uh, making some tax changes before the year ends. And of course, this year is no different. In the Hill, there is a uh, report just from a week or two ago that says that Republicans want to see deductions extended for research and development costs, fixed capital investments such as machinery and equipment, as well as interest expense. Remember, uh, R&D development costs now are no longer deductible uh, in the first year. And the same thing with fixed capital investments like like equipment and machinery. Um, You're only deductible the first year of 80%. uh, Then you have to amortize it. It goes down to 60% next year. So Republicans want to see that extended or changed, actually. Um, Now, the Democrats, though, they want big changes made to the child tax credit or the CTC. Uh, That is a big part of uh, the White House's agenda. Um, And the White House is leaving open the possibility, according to The Hill, for a deal. They're saying these cuts would be possible if there's a beefed up child tax credit uh, proponent that's also made into law. Um, A Ways and Means Committee Republican aide told The Hill that no end of year deal on tax extenders have yet been reached, but that the committee was now in a wait and see mode uh, in a year end deal on taxes is reached. It isn't immediately clear how it would be paid for. Both the Republican and Democratic tax priorities are expensive. I mean, permanently extending the three major business provisions that the Republicans want uh, would reduce federal tax revenues by about $724 billion over the next decade before adjusting for anything else. So that's certainly uh, an issue. Um, according to Adam Rubin, who is an advocate for the Economic Security Project, he says, I see increasing pressure for a tax deal by year's end or at least in early January. The White House is making clear that the red line hasn't changed. The path is here for both parties parties to get what they want. So if you're impacted by um, the research and development tax deduction or by uh, property plan and equipment uh, tax deduction, as well as the interest expense deduction, um, you might have some relief. And even if uh, an agreement isn't reached by the end of this year, they could certainly make it in early January and make it retroactive to 2023. So that remains to be seen. My name is G. Marks, and you have been listening to the Paychecks Thrive Week in Review. If you have any advice or would like to suggest a guest, please visit us at payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you got some good information out of this little segment. We'll be back to you next week with some news that impacts your business and some thoughts on how to navigate around that. Again, my name is G. Marks, and we will see you then. Take care.
This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated, 2023. All rights reserved.